Hey everybody, welcome back for another episode of Tisha Singleness Talks. Oh my gosh, it is Sunday again. Oh, we are back and we are better, guys. So we are discussing tonight to be tempted or not to be tempted. Now, who y'all think we're talking about <laughs> in this to be tempted or not to be tempted? So of course, I'm coming out of Matthew chapter 4. And of course, I'm going through 1 through 11. So basically, it talks about how everybody knows this is a familiar passage, right? So it's basically about when Jesus goes into the desert and he's spirit-led. Okay, so he's spirit-led and he walks into the desert. He was taken there on purpose to be tempted by the devil, it said Jesus ate nothing for 40 days and nights. After this, he was very hungry. The devil came to tempt him and said, if you are the son of a God, tell these rocks to become bread. Jesus answered him. And the scripture says, it says, it's not just bread that keeps people alive. Their lives depend on what God says. So it don't even it's not even a matter of what you eat, basically, is what he was saying. I'm, I'm going to break this down for you guys. It doesn't matter what you eat. It doesn't matter what you do. You can take as many vitamins as you want. But basically what he's saying is ultimately what God says is what is going to go. OK, so I'm like, oh, interesting. Okay, uh -huh. and he quotes Deuteronomy 8 and 3, right? And then the devil leads Jesus to the holy city of Jerusalem. And he puts him on the highest place at the edge of the temple area. He said to Jesus, if you are the son of God, jump off. Because the scripture says that God will command his angels to help you. And their hands will catch you so that your heel will not hit the foot on a rock. So you will not hit your foot on a rock. And that's Psalms 91, 11 through 12. And Jesus answered, the scriptures say, you must not test the Lord your God. Then the devil led Jesus to the top of another very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world, all the wonderful things in them. The devil said, if you bow down and worship me, I will give you all these things. And Jesus said to him, get away from me. The scriptures say you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Deuteronomy 6.13. So the devil left him and then some angels came to Jesus and helped him. So basically, I wanted to come out of this scripture because not only was God, not only was Jesus told to head into the desert, right? But he also was aware that he was going to be tempted. Okay, right? So he's not only been fasting for 40 days and 40 nights but he is literally in the desert and getting tempted okay so not only are you could you imagine because like when we be fasting you know we have uh certain restrictions and stuff like that but could you imagine being on a 40 days and 40 night fast with no food no water and then to turn around and walk into a desert and just be tempted out the wazoo. Like, okay. Tempted for every little thing. And so basically what I wanted to discuss tonight. I want to talk about to be tempted or not to be tempted. Because as we see in scripture. Jesus 
was tempted, but he chose not to be tempted. If that makes sense. So what's funny is he went into the desert. Yes, he was tempted. But his reaction and his response to being tempted is what I want us to pay attention to. So Jesus literally already had been, like I said, already been praying and fasting for 40 days and 40 nights now. So at this point, he could just imagine, okay, I already know. I'm going to get this thrown at me and this thrown at me. And he's already made up in his mind not to be tempted. Because, and you know, and I know it's kind of like, well, why would you choose him for this story? And I'm like, well, you know what? I chose Jesus because he still was tempted. Just like we have the opportunity and we have the options throughout our lives to either be tempted or not to be tempted. Jesus had a made up mind that, I'm not about to be tempted. I don't care. Yeah, I'm hungry, but I'm not going to turn these rocks to bread. I'm not going to just do something because you're telling me to do it or because you're tempting me to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, okay, God. So wait a minute. So Jesus, let's, let's take a look at his stance in this. Jesus literally had a made up mind. He already had been in a place, prayer and fasting. So it wasn't like he was shocked by this. He was just like, okay, <laughs> you know, like this is a, what's next? <laughs> and he literally, for each thing that Satan had told him to do, he was like, nah, I'm good. In so many words, <laughs> nah, I'm good. And the scripture backs me up. So um, basically what I wanted to talk about, I wanted to talk about in our own lives, what does to be tempted or not to be tempted mean? What does it look like, right? So like, depending on what your values and morals are, determines what you will allow to tempt you or what you will not allow to tempt you. And that's, that's really good. I'm going to say that again. So basically... To be tempted in our own lives depends on what you will allow to tempt you and what you will not allow to tempt you. So it's almost like you have to have a made up mind just as Jesus did. And you have to remain in a prayerful place, in a fasting place, because let's face it. <laughs> Yeah, let's face it. I'm going to break it down this way, guys. So let's face it. Let's say. <laughs> yeah, let's say that literally God trusts you and leads you into a desert. And he tells you you're about to be tempted. Knowing you haven't ate in 40 days and 40 nights. <laughs> Now, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Jesus is the only perfect one, but I know per se ourselves, human beings in general, we are carnal. <laughs> I mean, that's the hard truth. We're carnal. We're flesh. So, and Jesus is flesh too. Not saying that, you know, he wasn't feeling the brunt of all these temp temptations, especially because I know he was hungry. So I'm just thinking from me and you from me and you guys' point of view, right? So like from our point of view, 
Could you imagine? Could could you really imagine? What? Because <laughs> I just know, like, even, you know, when you're on a fast, you've been praying and fasting. That does not make it any easier to not be tempted, right? And so it's all about, in this case, what you will allow to tempt you and what you will not allow to tempt you. Because, and this also goes back to, oh, it's very important what you put inside of you. It's important what you watch, important what you eat, important what you hear. Because I know for a fact, we cannot say, <laughs> we cannot say that, oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, while we sitting there being tempted, oh, no, we would not. We would not have fall failed to them what you call it. Cause I'm sure <laughs> as hungry as Jesus was, you know, God had given him the strength to get through it. But my thing is, I'm sure on that first one, we would have turned them stones to bread. Okay. What they say, we would have failed that test miserably and had to go back around and do it again, right? So basically what I wanted to discuss, I wanted to just talk about to be tempted or not to be tempted. So we have a choice in the matter to be tempted or not to be tempted right so in this case let's say um you know you're tempted to go to a certain place or you're tempted to go to um yeah let me just be honest with y'all or you're tempted let's say you're on god has you on a on a on an abstinence journey and you were tempted to go spend the night with your boyfriend or, you know, like, <laughs> Ooh, okay. So here's something funny guys. So I used to think that, oh, you know, like, oh, if you go to stay the night with your boyfriend, you know, oh, that it's fine. You know, that's, you know, you'll be fine. You know, no, 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 no. So, <laughs> It depends, right? Because everybody has a level of what they will allow to be tempted and what they will allow to not be tempted. So if you're going over to your boyfriend's house and you already knowing what you're allowing to tempt you, then you're already tempted, okay? But now if you are going over there and you have, this is where boundaries come into place, right? So if you have a certain boundary, hey, you know, like, oh, I'm not going to stay the night. I'm going to, you know, head back over to my place before it gets too late. Um, it was nice, you know, hanging out, what have you. But like, it's almost like you really have to have those things in place. Because like I said, if not, you've already made up in your mind, I'm going to allow this to tempt me. And, you know, I'm not saying that everybody has this same thing, you know, where they can go over to their boyfriend house. And, you know, some people can actually go to their boyfriend house and stay the night and not be tempted. Um, but if you are in an abstinence place and, like, God is literally pruning some things out of you, then that that's definitely going to tempt you. That's actually a setup, if you ask me, because it's it's a setup, though. I'm going to be honest with you guys. It's a setup, so... Uh, but yeah, I just I just wanted to um, 
really just point that out. So like as an example, because you can't temp, you can't tiptoe around temptation. <laughs> and um, I'm laughing because I'm like, wow, God, like you are hilarious, but you really can't. You cannot tiptoe around temptation because it's all around you and you have choices, you have options that you can make that can um, protect you and also guard you from, you know, allowing yourself to be tempted. So that's why I was like, boundaries are important because it matters, right? So like, if you have a boundary that, hey, no, I'm gonna leave early, that's an understanding you have and a boundary you're not, you know, moving on and wavering on versus a boundary that's movable, <laughs> that's compromisable. And also that's funny because the difference, because a boundary is basically also something that's firm and unmovable, something that cannot be changed. So when you set a boundary, it's not meant for you to go back on your word and be like, oh, well, I know I said I wasn't going to stay the night. Oh, but nah, I'm going to stay the night. And guys, this is just an example. This is just an example of one way you can be tempted, right? Um, and then also like, and I'm not going to lie, I'm going to be very honest. I literally um, used to be that person. I used to be that person where I would literally go back on my boundaries because, you know, what, you know, I really thought that, okay, well, you know, this, it'll be fine with this person. This person's a little different or, you know, whatever the case might be, but it's like, nah, you got to keep your boundaries with the people that's a little different and the people, you know, that attempt you off the bat. Like, cause it's, it's like the same, you know, you have to be mindful that, I, like I said, like humans and, and flip in people is very carnal, you know? So you just want to be mindful of that. Right. So that's what I wanted to say. So I wanted to say Jesus had a made up mind and also he had been praying and fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. But just because he had been praying and fasting does not mean that he didn't have, you know, he, he wasn't struggling and he wasn't weak in that moment. Because I could imagine, you know, he probably was hungry even though he was used to fasting and stuff like that. But like in all actuality, it was a lot, but he did it. and He overcame that temptation and he chose not to be tempted at all. So that's why I was like, we have a choice right off the rip in the beginning. We have a choice. Either we're going to be tempted or we're not going to be tempted. And the thing is, Jesus is so funny because Jesus literally was tempted, but he chose not to be tempted. So it's all about what your stance is in the matter of temptation, you know? in the face of temptation it's all about what it is that you're gonna do in that moment you know and jesus showed himself to you know pass that test with of course flying colors like the rest of the test that he's gone through but um that's that's beside the point but still 
So basically, that's what I want to talk about. I just wanted to talk about how we cannot, eh, it's a scripture that comes to mind, how we cannot literally play the fence of temptation. <laughs> like, oh, we're going to have one foot in temptation, one foot out. No, mm-mm. Because it's you're literally playing with fire at that point. Oh, yeah, I'm going to, yep, I'm going to play with temptation today. Yep, I'll pick up my Bible tomorrow. Hmm. Or, uh, yeah, no, I'm going to, um, going to talk to the Lord today. And then tomorrow I'm going to pick my poison uh, that kind of thing. Like, we don't have time to play the fence of temptation. Like, yeah, you're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. We're going to fall. And that's a given. But that doesn't give us an excuse to literally be tempted and fall every time. So what I mean by that is it's a difference when you're committed and dedicated to God and you know, you know that you're struggling and that you're weak in an area and you trust God and you still fall. It's a difference because I I know that difference for myself because I used to be that person who used to Oh, Lord, please forgive me. I slipped up. Oh, I did this, Lord. Yeah. And asking for forgiveness every day. But what good is asking for forgiveness if your actions don't align with forgiveness, true forgiveness at that? If your actions don't even line up with what it is you're telling God, To forgive you from in the beginning. It's like we can say a million and one things to God. But if we don't do exactly what we say and mean what we say when we talk to God. Yeah. That's. Yeah. And I can also say that because I literally have been in a place before where God told me, he was like, you know, Tisha, you said this, but you didn't actually walk this out. So I need you to say what you mean and mean what you say. And I said, wow, God, I'm so sorry because he is so right. He is so right. Like I told y'all, I literally would literally just sit there Lord, please forgive me. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. Please forgive me doesn't mean anything if you don't have a heart's posture and actions that reflect the sincerity of wanting to walk in righteousness and just wanting to strive for righteousness right so we're not perfect god's not asking us to be perfect but still god requires us to do 
some things. So that's why with to be tempted or not to be tempted, we have to think about the requirements. What is it that God requires of you? And then really think, okay, God, so you required this of me, so I need to choose the exact same thing that Jesus chose. I need to choose in the face of temptation to not be tempted. To not be tempted at all. And not allow temptation in any way or form. Like, yes, God will, God will test us. He will test us, but it's truly up to us when it comes to temptation, when it comes to walking in the trap of temptation. Woo wee. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh yeah. So, um, when it comes to walking in the trap of temptation, we walk ourselves in every time. I'm going to say that again. When it comes to the trap of temptation, we walk ourselves in every time. I literally can think of so many times where I thought, oh, no, you know, like, I'll be okay. I'm not going to be tempted. Oh, no. Mm -mm. No, my spirit's stronger than my spirit. No, 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 no. My, my, my flesh is not as strong as my spirit. I'll be fine, right? No, it's a lie. <laughs> it is a lie. Your flesh is weak. It says it in the Bible. Your flesh is weak, but your spirit is strong. But the thing is, your flesh, ooh, okay, God. So your flesh is literally weak. But look, could you imagine you putting yourself in a position for your flesh to truly outweigh your spirit? And I talked about this in a reel, but like I just brought it back to my remembrance that literally when we place ourselves in positions to allow ourselves to be tempted, how can we expect our flesh to be underneath subjection? That's not a realistic thing. At that point, your flesh is having a field day, it's having a party. Because it's like we have the choice and we have to put boundaries in place in order to really exercise not being tempted in the face of temptation. And that's what I wanted to say. And I'm going to pray. God, we just thank you for everybody who's listening. God, we thank you for helping them. To have a better understanding of what to be tempted or not to be tempted looks like, God. To literally trust you in the face of temptation and know that it's okay to set those boundaries. And it's okay to know that you have those boundaries there for a reason, that they're firm. They're meant to be unmovable. 
and not changing. So that way you can literally just trust God and literally also protect yourself in the midst of it. Because also the thing about temptation, God, is that temptation that we allow isn't good for us. It's not good for our heart. It's not good for our mental. So God, we just thank you for having your way, oh God, and helping us, oh God, to set the necessary boundaries that we need, God, and helping us to trust you in the face of temptation and knowing that we are strong enough. Our flesh is weak, but our spirit is strong, but that we would lean on your strength, God, and not our own strength to get through it. And God, even when we do fall short and we're striving for what it is that you have for us and we're striving for the things and the healing that you are doing within us, God, we just thank you for having your way. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And I want to say I hope you guys have a beautiful rest of your Sunday and a wonderful upcoming work week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Tisha Singleness Talks. Until next Sunday.